five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and it was podcast. It's a mixed martial arts show. It's the biggest fight week of the year. Here we are. Barry, are you feeling the excitement? I'm so excited for this. Um, we've been waiting a long time, Ross, haven't we? We have a very, very, very long time. But before we go any further, as always, if you're new to the Energize podcast, welcome. Great time to be new, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And if you're a turning Energize <laughs> listener, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. So, Barry, give the rundown. What's on today's show? Okay, on today's show, we're going to be discussing the Proper 12 Whiskey competition that we ran. And also, we'll be running as well, so keep your ears peeled. Is the ears peeled, is it? Yeah, why not? Ears, ears peeled open. Uh, then, we're going to be discussing the biggest MMA show of the year, maybe possibly ever. UFC 229, Khabib versus Conor McGregor. I can't wait for that, man. I can't wait. Oh, stop. Uh, then, we're going to be discussing UFC 230 and all the controversies surrounding Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. And then, we're going to be looking over Bellator 206 from the weekend just gone by. And then we're going to finish off with Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder and how the press conferences are going, man. So uh, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. The second we finish here, I'm going to listen straight back and be like, I can't wait, man. I can't get enough of this UC229 content. Can we make an agreement? I just had a brief idea there that if something happens to Khabib and someone has to step in, we're going to have to do like a new impromptu 20 minute podcast, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually are going to have I wouldn't there, mind we? to, yeah. 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 Uh, also, if you're listening right now, we are planning on going Instagram live after the press conference on Thursday because uh, people have been asking for it and uh, we're happy to do it. Yeah, people really like the Instagram live and also that is when the winner of the next Energize competition will be revealed. Yeah. Yeah, so we may as well get straight into it. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, if you're new to the show or if you're if you've been around we ran a competition for the proper 12 whiskey conor mcgregor's very own and uh we picked out a winner last week uh what's his name uh o'hara graham i actually don't know what his first name yeah, is. Yeah. I, I know everyone with their handle yeah same here i was saying that as well yeah 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 it's yeah. funny it's funny yeah, it is funny um, mr o'hara yeah mr o'hara yeah he he won uh he was he was a lucky guy out of over 300 entries and uh we went to instagram live on friday to announce the winner uh what happened was it was hard to actually pick a winner, but he went above and beyond and started sharing it on his uh, his Instagram stories, telling people to check out the competition. So uh, it was like extremely selfless. So that deserved it, in our opinion. But uh, we said that we felt guilty that we couldn't give everyone a bottle. Yeah. So uh, we had a we had our very own proper twelve whiskey waiting for the Conor McGregor fight this weekend, and we decided to give that away as well, just because. Uh, just because we're nice guys, you know? Yeah, you, I, I don't know if you actually saw it or not, but after you went off Instagram Live, I stayed on afterwards and did question answers for 10 minutes. Well, I was actually saying goodbye, and then he came on live. Oh, as in, he? like, he came on to the... You started watching the feed, and I was like, oh, you're after winning. He was like, no way, brilliant. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was nice that he saw he won the ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah or else yeah. he wouldn't have got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this week we're going to run a new competition. Um, Barry, do you want to tell people how it's going to go down? Yeah. Uh, last time we did it by tagging on our wall on Instagram, but this time around we're going to be doing it on a, our Instagram stories just by uh, just by giving us a shout out on the on the page. We'll be running it during the week. You'll be able to see it. Uh, we'll explain it properly on the on the Instagram stories. So make sure to check that out anyway. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a screenshot on a share job on your story. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But make sure you tag us in, otherwise we won't see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And if you say something really nice about it, we'll probably be more inclined to pick you. Yeah. That's what it goes down to, really. Yeah, yeah. First, like, we don't, we don't hold any qualms about it. Like, we pick the people who we think are the funniest or most creative with their way of doing it. So yeah. the more funny or creative you are, the better chance you have being picked. Yeah. And also, like, we've also given away tickets for, like, rugby matches, for... Football matches. Football matches. Loads of t-shirts. Another bottle of whiskey. Artwork. Artwork. You name it, we've given away. Yeah. And there's more to come as well. And also, by the way, um, I want to thank everyone who's, like, writing us all these messages saying congratulations. We went over yeah. 8,000 followers there during the week as well. And, um, like, I, I didn't really even notice it, but one of the guys just wrote to us being like, congratulations on going over 8,000. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, nice. It's always, it's always nice with, uh, you know, people... It's almost like the more followers are getting, the more people are congratulating us on it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like... It means a lot when people actually take their time to do it. And then uh, a fellow Stephen Pepper shouted out uh, on, our, on his wall there the other day. Gent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really funny because myself and Ross are just like two of your average lads here in Dublin just like trying to create funny content. And uh, when people actually start like acknowledging it and like saying thanks a million for like keeping us energised. Uh, oh no, it's weird. It's a strange thing. Never thought, I never thought the page would grow this much. I said if we got to 10,000, I'd get an energised tattoo and uh, the countdown's on. Oh, and thanks to Gav Ivory as well for sorting us out with the proper whiskey uh, bottles as well. That was very sound of me. Held them aside for us. Yeah, yeah. But um, as you know, we built up our audience a lot through the Irish MMA scene because, uh, I don't know, we just really, really enjoy it. And especially Conor McGregor. So the last two years, we've been counting this down. Like, even last year when Conor McGregor was fighting Floyd Mayweather, someone drew artwork of Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor squaring up. And then we were just drawn into the middle of it as well. It's so funny. It's, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you like doing artwork, make sure to send it our way as well. But um, that's competition done. So I should move... Well, we should move on directly to UC 229 that's in Las Vegas this week. Um, I think... Well, we posted on the wall today saying the rundown of the week. So on Wednesday, there's a open workout on thursday there's an open press conference on friday it's the open weigh-ins and then saturday is game day and most importantly tuesday tomorrow or aka today is the energized podcast yes. and on sunday it's hangover day oh big time yeah oh my god but uh yeah we should start off the show uc 229 is on this weekend um it's the most anticipated thing in the world to date, I think, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's ever been a more talked about fight. And I'm not going to lie. I had so many people direct message me, send us messages on the Energize page, send me WhatsApp voice notes. I've never seen someone more analyzed than Conor McGregor's press conference in my entire life. Yeah. Like, every single aspect of what went on that pros- uh, in, the, in that press conference was analyzed. Yeah. And... It's just the most talked about thing. I have people who like, who I perceive to have never seen watch MMA before come up and go, "What do you think? Do, yeah. you, think, do you think he's mentally affected?" And I'm like, Jesus Christ! And the thing is, like, it's very hard to not go very in depth, and then you're also trying to explain something to someone that they've never seen it before. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't explain like the Aldo what it, what it was like when he was with Aldo. You know what I mean? Like when he was in Aldo, it was actually, or when he was with Aldo in Dublin, it was actually quite similar. You know what I mean? He went over the top. He was robbing his belt. You know what I mean? The same Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> yeah. and, you know what I mean? He doesn't get in their head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm just so excited for this. Uh, he actually put out an interview there with the MacLife last night, which was Sunday night. 
and uh, he looks ready to go, man. And he looks in great shape as well. Yeah. Great, great shape. It's probably the best I've ever seen him. He looks yeah. like the stockiest I've ever seen yeah. him. Yeah. He looks very, very well built. And I was watching him do his training session with Peter Queeley as well. And he looks like he's going in there to kill. Yeah, I know, yeah. Both guys look like they're ready to kill as well. Yeah. And in fairness, Khabib's got like black eye going into this fight and everything. You know what I mean? Like he was clearly sparring very, very hard right up till right up until the fight. Yeah. What do you think Vegas is going to be like? Unfortunately, we weren't able to. Go, we're not able to go this time. Uh, I'm sure there's many, many more events we're going to be going to. I I think this is going to have more celebrities at it than UFC's ever had before. I'd say Dana White's been like blown up for tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James at it. Yeah, it's going to be jam packed. Yeah, uh, yeah. The basketball doesn't start for another two weeks. Sure doesn't. So yeah. like you probably will see the top basketball stars at it. Yeah, but it's it's trending like mad online. Um, even the proper 12 whiskey stuff, like people mm. all over the world posting on. It's just so talked about. Like numerous shows of start, MMA shows have started up in the last two weeks in the build mm. up to this as well. Yeah, numerous like shows. Radio, radio stations in Ireland are like just doing an MMA show now. And yeah. like four or five people I've seen just like be like, right, we're going to do a podcast now. It's like, you can't really do a podcast your first one to be honest. But like, okay, if you want, fair enough. Well, it's a good start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's better yeah, than starting at UFC uh, Russia. As, as long as they only don't know about Conor McGregor, it's grand. But if they only know about Conor McGregor and then, like, you know, it's Bellator next week and they're like, what's Bellator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very us back in yeah. the day. But, uh, what, we should kick off the show then. Yeah, anyway. we, should, we should have a look at the card. Uh, yeah, well, first things first, right, there's a guy, myself and Ross have talked about him numerous times. His name's Sean O'Malley. Uh, he was originally found on Dana White's Contender Series and then became best mates with Snoop Dogg. And uh, he was specifically chosen to be on this card as well because uh, he has a lot of star power now I don't think he's ever going to reach the heights of Conor McGregor like realistically who is but uh, he was purposely put in this card it's the same way previously Stage Northcutt was picked to be on the big cards but uh, Sean O'Malley was meant to be on this card and now he's after failing a drugs test so he's not going to be on the card and that is that is so disappointing like I'm so disappointed he's not going to be on the card because He's he's another very polarizing figure mm. that the UC don't really have. Like at yeah, he's already done Joe Rogan. Yeah, not, not many people get on. Just yeah. get on Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's actually weird because it's almost like him and Tim Welsh are a bit like TJ Dillashaw and Dwayne Bang Ludwig, aren't they? They are. They're like a like a duo. Yeah, yeah. they um, do. They do their own podcast as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, I I just feel like Sean O'Malley. Like he probably shot himself in the foot here big time. He was too much of a marijuana advocate. He's always like saying I'm smoking weed all the time. And then he goes and fails in his SADA test. Oh, no, it's a bit yeah. like surprise, surprise. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't. I don't care if people smoke weed or not. Look at Joe mm. Rogan smoking fifties with Elon Musk. But uh, you know what I mean? Like just I don't know. This is going to take away some of his star power of failing the tests because now people are going to throw that in his face. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's that's not a good good time for anyone really. But um, yeah, that fight's that fight's off. Hopefully, he gets himself yeah. sorted and gets back soon. So uh, he, he he was supposed to do the. Last prelim before the main card, and whoever he was fighting, your man Jose Quinezos, he's going to fall right down the bottom of the card now. Yeah. No one knows who he is. Exactly, yeah. But uh, what we predict now is going to headline the prelim card on Fox Sports 1 is going to be Showtime Pettis' younger brother, Sergio Pettis, is taking on Husier Formiga in the flyweight division. Um, we both think here now, if Sergio Pettis gets a win here, he could be next in line for the flyweight title yeah if they're not doing the DJ Cejudo rematch or if Cejudo wants to fight someone faster than DJ is ready for a turnaround that fight could very much be the next fight at the flyweight title yeah and also Pettis Sergio Pettis could, 
could possibly possibly be in the best condition he's ever been in because he's trained with his brother who's also on the card as well you know what I mean yeah so that's a great sparring partner to have uh, then we'll just move into the main card then in the women's strawweight division Michelle Watterson aka the karate hottie who is very hottie uh, taking on Felice Herrig who's also not bad looking either yeah Felice Herrig's a hot oh, the ba- the, are, are the, incredible the battle of the babes yeah um, look I, I like Felice Herrig in this one I think she's completely going to outsize uh, yeah. Michelle Watterson and uh, she'll get the do- job done. I actually think she's going to get the finish as well. Um, she's just going to be far larger. I almost think Fleece Herrick will probably move up to 125. And Michelle Waters used to be the champion at 105, which doesn't exist in the UFC. Yeah, Adam Waite. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to go for Herrick. Yeah. She's just too big. Yeah, I'll go to the size difference as well. Uh, then in the heavyweight division, everyone's favourite division, uh, Derek the Black Beast Lewis has taken on Alexander Volkov, Russia's very own. Um, Ross, what are you expecting from this? Uh, Derek, Lewis, Derek Lewis is back from possibly the worst ever fight against Francis Ngannou. Um, I, I actually find this quite interesting because when you really look at it, um, I think this is number five against number three in the heavyweights. And this was originally announced as the co-main event for this card. And yeah, now it's it pushed down to the fourth fight from the top. Um, Surprisingly, though. Look, I actually expect Volkov to win here. Um, I think he'll win... Maybe a decision. Um, I just think he's a better striker. And I think he, he was able to keep Verdum at length and eventually finish off Verdum. I think he'd be able to keep Derek Lewis on the outside. Lewis won't be able to get a takedown on him. And I just think Volkov is probably the more skilled mixed martial artist. Now, if Lewis went in there and knocked him out in the first round, I wouldn't be surprised at that either. Yeah. But I think Volkov is very skilled on the feet and I think they got the job done. Just because Derek Lewis is hilarious online, I'm just going to pick him. And like, oh, yeah. I'd like to see him fight for the title as well. Although, yeah. Volkov's coming off a great win against Verdum, as you said. Mm. That was headlining uh, UFC London, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, although, I'm, I'm 100% cheering for Derek Lewis all the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's one of my favourite fighters. Yeah. He's just hilarious. Yeah. So I'm like, Ronda Rousey, where's your ass? Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? And he carries around like a very small heavyweight yeah. title. As yeah. Well. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just funny. Fun size, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. Check him out. Uh, then, in the light heavyweight division, OSP, Overstay Peru, is taking on Dominic Reyes. Uh, Ross, what do you expect from this? Uh, well, Dominic Reyes is 9-0. Um, he's undefeated, obviously. And I'm pretty sure he's got eight finishes. Um, very, very good on the ground and on the feet. So, this is going to be a very tough matchup for him because OSP is no joke. He's probably the best physical athlete at 205. Um, he has knockout power. He's got some very strange chokes, like the Von Flew choke. Um, so, it's a bit of a tough one to call because Dominic Reyes has never really been overly challenged in the UFC. Can I just ask you, do you think Dominic Reyes is so high up in this card because the UFC want to give him a push? Because it sounds like a 9-0. Like. Yeah, well, especially the light heavyweight division. He's also young. I think he's 26. So, therefore, they're probably looking to boost him into the upper echelon to the light heavyweight straight away. So, yeah, I, if I have to pick... I'm going to go Dominic Reyes. He's never lost. He's never uh, felt defeat. And he's quite good, well-rounded. So I'll just agree with that because OSP has been so up and down. Um, I think he finds it hard to get into a, like a rhythm of wins. So I'll just go with... And obviously Dominic Reyes is 9-0, so I'll go Dominic Reyes. OSP is very much win two and lose one, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He just like manages to get a new contract. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like He'll reach to the top five and then he'll just get smashed by someone. Yeah, yeah. Then in the, in the lightweight division, Tony Elkakui Ferguson is taking on Anthony Showtime Pettis. Uh, this is the one just bef- before the main event. But, uh, Ross, we just watched Embedded there. Tony Ferguson took out his interim title and he's still saying he's the champ. Um, what do you expect from this fight, man? 
is Tony Ferguson not the most cringiest person in the entire UFC? Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, I've always got to a stage with Tony Ferguson that it's almost someone uh, cringy. It's almost entertaining. Yeah. Um, it was like, and now it's taken a long time. Yeah, no, a very, very long time. Because what's he do? He gets his belt out and he goes, I'm the real champ. I'm defending my belt yeah. here. And then he goes, and he, yeah. and he goes, Anthony Pettis, he's better than McGregor and Khabib. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, what sort of pills is this fella be taking? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, Tony Ferguson is never in a boring fight. No. He throws really weird punches. At weird angles. It's almost some Dominic Cruz-esque the way he yeah. sort of moves around, throws punches. Excellent jiu-jitsu. Good wrestling game. In fact, you could almost say the same thing about Anthony Pettis. Great striking, good jiu-jitsu. I mean, maybe his wrestling game isn't that strong. But I just look like Ferguson's definitely going to be the much larger of the two in this one. Um, first yeah, time for, former welterweight, whereas Anthony Pettis fought a uh, featherweight. Well, attempted to. Attempted to. <laughs> um, the way I look at it is Ferguson, yeah, he's coming off his knee injury. As long as his knee injury doesn't affect him too much, yeah. I feel like Ferguson's going to get the job done. But the <laughs> only thing with this fight is Ferguson does get hit early and quite badly. Like, look at Lando Venata, he nearly knocked him out. And if someone's good enough to do a flashy kick, it's Anthony Pettis. Do you know what, first of all, I want to say that I'm actually happy that Tony Ferguson is back. He's like 36 now. Um, like He's an entertaining fighter and I know he's cringy on the mic and stuff, but you don't want someone with that much talent to not be able to fight again just based on being cringy, you know? Yeah. When they're that good, like for instance, Dominic Cruz, I know he's not cringy, but like we almost lost him to the UFC because of his knee problems. But... um. Did you? Who do you think was going to win that? Sorry. I think Ferguson's going to win. I'd agree with that. Now, I don't know how fit he's going to be, but uh, only just based on size and how well they've been play, uh, fighting recently, I'll go with Tony Ferguson as well. Yeah, I think he's going to get... I think he'll probably TKO him as well. I, I know Pettis looked great against Kiesa, but just like... I basically don't give up against Poirier. He was like, no. And yeah. then once I see that, I'm like... He always has that quitting him then. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I look at it. Although he was extremely impressive against Casey there. Yeah. And also, the winner of this could fight the winner of Khabib versus Conor McGregor. Yeah, well. very potentially yeah. so. Yeah, so make sure you tune in for that one. But, uh... Moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay, here we go. In the lightweight division, Khabib Nurmagomedov is taking on Conor McGregor uh, for the lightweight title. It almost doesn't feel like it's real. I know, it doesn't. It doesn't. I can't believe the champ is back. I know. This is bit, this is why everyone's tuned in. I say yeah. the majority of people probably fast forwarded there just to this part. Yeah. Uh, Very energized. I hope you've been watching Mick Embedded. Or Mick Bedded. Was that what you call it? Mac Bedded. Mac Bedded. Yeah. Uh, what a man. No, oh Mick Bedded, yeah. 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 Go Whatever on. he's calling it. Anyway, um look, <laughs> this is the fight that people have been asking for, for the last year. Yeah. Um interesting enough, Conor McGregor actually predicted that he would one day fight like Khabib for the lightweight title. Yeah. When he was he was asked at the press conference at UFC 194 yeah, when he was supposed to fight Aldo. Yeah. And Conor McGregor's been pairing for this for a very long time. Uh, he has his own Russian wrestling coach, Sergei, in place. And he's been there for definitely at least three years that I've seen. Yeah, years, yeah. Yeah, so McGregor's been preparing himself for this fight. And Conor's no idiot. He knows who the other best fighters are. And he's constantly preparing for them. Yeah. So but, yeah. What what do you make of both their guys' training camps and the in the build up for this? And how do you think both guys are looking? Because this is what people want to know as well. You know. Well, personally, I think this is the best either of them have ever looked. Okay. Um, Khabib's obviously training at AKA. They've had Daniel Cormier, Luke Rockhold, uh, Khabib himself, and Cain Velasquez. You know what I mean? Like they've four UFC champions. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of the best camps 
If not, you could argue it's the best camp in all of mixed martial arts. It's current home to the double champ Daniel Cormier. Um, and the lightweight champion Khabib. And the lightweight champion Khabib. So you could ar- easily argue that's the best camp in UFC right now. But then you also have to look at the fact that who do AKA really have at the lighter weight classes? Not a hell of a lot of fighters. Or not a hell of a lot of well-known fighters. Diego you know I mean? Sanchez. No, he's oh, no, he's Jackson. Uh, sorry, Jackson Wink. Yeah. Uh, but like, they had like, Josh Thompson was there. Um, Josh Koscheck, John Fitch back in the day. They were all there. But they're not there now, if that makes sense. So therefore, I'm not sitting there thinking Khabib has the best sparring partners. Yeah. And then I look at Connor, and yeah, maybe his sparring partners aren't you know, top of the range UFC guys, but people know who they are. You know, you have, he has Peter Queeley in there. He looks like he has some Dagestani wrestlers in there as well. Yeah. I don't know what their names are, but I've seen them. Uh, he has Keen Cowley in there. He, he obviously has Artem as well, but not, which he doesn't look to be around for this camp, but he's had Artem. I was like, he has fighters who I know who they are, who he's sparring against. Dylan Danis. Dylan Danis. Great to have to roll in the mass with. He's obviously rolled with Gunnar Nelson before. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's more training with like special specialists, as in like yeah. Muay Thai specialists, uh, Jiu Jitsu specialists, wrestling specialists, rather than like the whole shebang. Yeah, and I know who Javier Mendez is, but like everyone knows who Owen Roddy and John Kavanagh are. You know what I mean, like yeah. these coaches are some of the best coaches in the world, and I just look at Conor McGregor and think he's very well rounded. I know, like his takedown defense is really really good. Like the only person who was able to like consistently take Conor McGregor down was Chad Mendes, but Chad Mendes, in terms of the actual double leg takedown, is one of the best in mixed martial arts history. I just think his takedown is brilliant. I look at Khabib and I watch a vi- uh, YouTube video. You guys should go check it out if you haven't seen it. You can actually type in Khabib or Magomedov takedowns in the UFC, and it shows all of his takedowns in the UFC. Yeah, and his actual shot is not that strong, and that's my number one way to break down the fight. Because Khabib's only path to victory is getting the fight to the ground. Yeah. And if he can't take the fight to the ground, he's going to lit up on the feet. And Conor McGregor's takedown defense is quite good. Khabib doesn't really have a good shot. He sort of gets people up against the fence, grabs hold of them, and then ragdolls them down to the ground. Yeah. And McGregor's got probably the best movement in the lightweight division. He's going to move around, pick his shots. And when McGregor lands, he hurts his opponent. Well, then we should look at Khabib first of all, right? If you're looking at his last two fights, he took on Edson Barbosa and Aloy Quinta. Now, if you, just looking back at the Edson Barbosa fight, he like totally pressured Barbosa and closed him down the whole way. But the thing is, like, if you look at the way Barbosa fights, he's more of a like a striker with his legs rather than his feet, his, his hands. So I don't think Khabib wasn't really fearing his like boxing. So he was like pressured. He was pressing him. So obviously the legs can't get up as quick. But then when you look at when he was taking on Aloy Quinta, he stood back. Now, people may have said maybe he was doing that to try and convince Conor to fight him, but he was afraid of Aloy Quinta's boxing because, like, Aloy Quinta can knock people out. Um, I felt like when he was taking on Barbosa, he was sort of like, I think the 26-0 and thing, being undefeated and not being knocked out, he's sort of like, he's not a, he, he hasn't felt it yet, so he's not, like, afraid. Basically, he's not afraid of what he hasn't experienced yet. You know what I mean? So he looked like he was just, like, bum rushing him and not mm. not worried about the consequences because he's never had to deal with the consequences whereas when you look at Conor McGregor we'll get it we'll go we'll discuss more about Conor obviously but like when you look at Conor McGregor the amount of times he, he's obviously best his best attribute is obviously boxing and making mm. money you know yeah. but uh, he never really wastes punches no. you know what I mean and he's never sloppy with his punches ever 
Like, yeah, he that? picks all the shots yeah. carefully. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't really miss. Yeah, it's as if like he's playing darts and every time he throws a dart, he hits the bullseye. Yeah. Literally, like, I mean, and that's why he's one of the best in the world. He's not just like jumping out of the, out of the queue for the scratch and then just cashing checks on the side, you know. This, mm. He's like so pinpoint with these, with these punches. And if uh, before we carry on into what Connor's sort of doing, if Khabib sort of goes at him the way he did against Barbosa, Connor's just going to like hit him an uppercut the way he did against Brimage back in the day. Yeah, I, I just look at it and the more it gets close to the fight, yeah. the more I study the two of them, I look at it and go, Conor McGregor's striking is on such a high level that it's actually scary. His power in his hands are frightening. He hits welterweights and like he stuns them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I look at it and he was even saying, Tyron Woodley, he was like, he said his name during the thing and yeah. I was like, oh jeez, he's not going to call out Woodley. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that even being a viable option is scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how much Connor believes in his, in his own abilities. And if he thinks he can beat Tyron Woodley, he knows he can beat Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's it, yeah. yeah and he's not... He's, you see, when he says it, you believe it as well. Like, saying that he could take on Woodley one day, you just believe that he believes he can do it as well, you know? Yeah. Which is, which is great to see, you know? Yeah, Conor McGregor, the champ, champ, champ. Triple champ. Yeah, That's what he wants. Champ. I'm sitting there going, look, Conor McGregor... The way I see the fight going is they're going to both start off one on one side, one on the other. They have to come into the middle. McGregor's going to come more onto Khabib's side. He's going to land in the first exchange. I think he's going to hurt Khabib very early. I could easily see him getting the fin- fight finished within two minutes. Yeah. Well, just building up to the fight now, right? Um, as we've seen from the press conference, Connor was like saying a lot of stuff, and I like he definitely got into Khabib's head. Uh, both both Connor and Khabib are now coming out with their YouTube videos building up to the fight. Uh, Khabib's saying that this is way more personal than any fight he's ever been involved with, and he's way more more serious. Whereas Connor isn't really saying it like that. He's like, he's like, I don't really hate him. It's just another fight. It's just another fight. So Khabib now is fighting with a different mentality than he's mm. ever fought. So that could work against him as well. Uh, whereas Connor's just like, this is another fight, and he already knows what he wants to do next. So going into the fight. Khabib also lacks experience. Like he's headlined one UFC card. Uh, he's been in, in the main card twice. Whereas Connor's been the main show like five or six times. Connor's been basically the main event ever since he started his UFC yeah. career. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And experience counts for a lot, man. Like, yeah. I mean, like, what sport do you know where, like, bar, I mean, when the, the person with experience goes up with no experience, like, who, who would you bet your money on, you know? Especially, he's a proven commodity. Like, People love to say Khabib, 26-0, he's never lost a round. I'm like, that's not even true. Like, I've seen him lose a round in the UFC. And also, watch him fight Aloy Quinta, ranked 13, wins, what, five-round decision. Do you honestly think Aloy Quinta would last five rounds with Conor McGregor? No. I don't I don't believe he'd last two rounds with him. Well, that's a style difference as well. I know it's a style difference, but, like, he got him down, he basically pinned him to the ground and still couldn't get him out of there. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. I, I just look at him and go... I'm getting nervous even thinking about this fight. <laughs> I, I, I look and go, Khabib doesn't really make finishes either. You know no, what I mean? No. So therefore, you could get McGregor down and then the next round two, they have to start in the feed again. Advantage McGregor again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Khabib is going to have to do something different that he's never done before to really make sure he finishes McGregor because he won't want to let that, like, if he takes McGregor down two minutes of the first round, he can't really afford to let it get to the next three minutes. Because it goes back on the feet. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. So therefore, like, what's he going to do? And I, I actually saw, I think it was Chael Sonnen. He said, if McGregor gets taken down by Khabib, he should wrap Khabib up 
and not let him move and have the ref force to stand up. McGregor yeah. might just be practicing forcing stand ups the entire time in his camp. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. Like people may think whatever they think about Conor McGregor, but if you look at John Kavanagh, like he's one of the best in the game. Yeah, and these guys know exactly what they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? And Conor Conor listens to his team as well. You know what I mean? Look at look how perfectly imp- implemented the game plan against Nate Diaz. Like I've never seen a better game plan implemented because no. I, I I I didn't know what to expect, but I thought he would might have, like obviously the fight before when mm. he fought Diaz, you could tell he was like he even admitted himself he was too like, he just thought he was the the goat, thought yeah. he was the greatest of all. He time. thought he just had to walk yeah. into the octagon yeah. and it was game yeah. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Nate Diaz humbled him, and then he was like the next time out he was just the man, and he was the man, and he overcame adversity and everything. And I, then if you look at the Eddie Alvarez fight, like. I don't think I've ever seen a champion so dismantled. That was a clinic. Yeah. I can't believe Conor even walks into that arena and just has the balls to even have the balls to do it, first of all. But second of all, actually go out and, and perform. Like, I've seen yeah. people play Champions League matches and absolutely bottle it and do shit. Like, and this guy, it's all on him. And he's there in his boxers in front of millions of people. And, and some people want him to lose. Some people want him to win. People want him to do something. And he still goes out there and does it. I just can't believe he even has that confidence. Imagine he sold, like, a bottle of water or, like, a cologne or, like, cereal. McGregor Rose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be having them every day. The fella walks out half naked into an arena full of 17, 18,000 people. Stands in a ring. And fights another man. Yeah. It's it's actually incredible to re- when you put put it out that way. And these two are the best lightweights in the world. I mean, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And they're gonna go toe to toe. And the more I look at it, I think McGregor is gonna be. He's the better fighter. Like if if it's not on the ground, what can Khabib do? Yeah, I know. That's the way I look at it. And I feel like McGregor is gonna be able to land about three or four punches. Before Khabib can land one or two. And he's not afraid. Like, McGregor, first thing he did with Chad Mendes, he threw a kick at him. Just to be like, yeah, I'm going to kick you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. The thing is, right, Connor doesn't waste punches. Whereas Khabib, like, Khabib's boxing is a bit sloppy. Like, And I, I thought, I'm not being biased. I'm just being real. Like, a while ago, to be honest, man, when this fight was sort of announced, or even before it was ever announced, I was like, do you know what? I don't ever want Connor to fight Khabib because if he gets, Khabib gets him down the ground and, like, pulverizes him, I'll be like, so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. The mystique will be gone. But uh, I'll give my prediction first anyway, right? Right. This is what I think is going to happen, just like in the build-up to this, and just knowing that like Conor, McGreg- Conor McGregor makes 155 quite quite easily. Uh, he looks amazing at 155. Obviously, because he used to fight at 145, this is much easier for him. Then if you look at Khabib, Khabib, realistically, if he loses this, he's probably going to move up to 170 because he doesn't make 155 that easily. And he's missed weight a couple of times as well. Uh... Khabib's so emotionally invested into this, whereas Connor's just sort of like, this is just another day, another day for work at work for him. He has bigger, t- bigger fish to fry after this. He knows like, he's like Woodley wants it, GSP wants it, Diaz wants it. He, he, some people may say maybe may overlooking this. Mm. Who knows? Next week on the next show, we could be like looking back at what really happened. But this is what my prediction is, right? Because I've thought about it a lot. Obviously, for the show, we have to make the predictions. Yes, yeah. because we predict these things. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be sort of like the Chad Mendes fight. I think Conor is going to be in there. He's going to obviously like sort of do do what he does best. He's going to probably hit Khabib a couple of times. I think eventually Khabib's going to try and get him down and then eventually get him down. So I think at the end of the first round, Khabib's going to be on top of Conor, right? And then everyone's going to be like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's going to be like the Chad Mendes fight. Then second round, I think Conor will like then start going for more and now he's going to have to finish it. I think Conor is going to finish it in the second round. That's what I think. 
That's what I think. And I'm going to be hiding behind the couch the whole time, watching, like not watching this. And what what sort of way do you see see him finish him? I don't. He just. I think once he goes back to back to uh, the corner, John Kavanagh and Owen Roddy are going to tell him exactly what he needs to do. And the thing is, Khabib has never been hit the way Connor hits people. And I've seen it. See, the thing is, I believe what I've seen, and I've seen Connor punch people, and like they they get like a shock. They're like, "What was that? What was that?" Look, Aldo mm. couldn't even wake back up. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is still still like, "What's going on?" Uh, Chad Mendes. Uh, I, I, you see, and then like I've seen Khabib, and I see, I, he does look sloppier. He's not as clean. He's like a rough diamond. He's not as clean. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just I just I, I just believe what I've seen with Connor and what he's done, and he's so precise. And at one fifty five, he's totally at home there, and I think he's going to do it because I think also think about it as well. Khabib's going to have to cut so much weight that he's going to lose water uh, in his in, around his skull as well. So like obviously that's going to be easier to hit. There we go. That's just my prediction anyway. Um, very me. Look, I'm so nervous, man. I'm so nervous. Oh, believe it or not, I'm actually getting less nervous as it comes close to the fight. Unlike the Conor McGregor of uh, podcasters, yeah, it, the closer it gets to the fight, the more calm I feel. Yeah, yeah, because oh. the way I look at it is, <laughs> I rewatched that Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez fight, and I think what happened was, and I think this is very possible to happen again. McGregor rocked Alvarez so early on in the fight. That Alvarez never got his wits back together. No, no. And he could never actually get himself back on track to get his game plan. And I think that's the thing with McGregor. He hits you so hard that you forget your game plan. And you go, Yeah, you go back into what you naturally do. You know the way, like, just say... Just say you run a certain way or whatever. But then you were coached to run a different way. When you get really, really tired, you go back to run the old way because that's where you fall back into your bad old habits. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like McGregor's going to rock Khabib and Khabib's going to start shooting in for these lazy takedowns and McGregor's going to punish him. And I could honestly see McGregor getting out there very, very early. I could see it being sort of a a one-two left hook uppercut combo. I think it's going to be a four-punch combo and Khabib is going to fold. And I don't believe Khabib has a glass chin. A lot of people are going around saying Khabib has a glass chin. I don't see that. Yeah, people say he got rocked by Michael Johnson. But Michael Johnson like hits hard enough, you know what I mean? It's not like he he's like a pillow puncher. Yeah, but he's also mean? he also fights at 145 pounds now as well. Yeah. So yeah, but the way I look at it is Conor McGregor hits harder than everyone. He's more accurate than everyone. He's absolute precision. He's gonna be way faster than Khabib. Just seeing him do like kicks in front of the mirror, I'm like Khabib couldn't do that. He's too wooden. He's like the Dan Henderson of lightweights. Yeah, now, very, very effective Dan Henderson of lightweights. Yeah. But I, I look at Conor McGregor and go, his <laughs> movement, which people always sort of like slag them over, I think that's the best way. He's going to be bang, 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 out, bang, 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 out. Eddie Alvarez is a fantastic wrestler as well. You know what I mean? Couldn't get near him for a takedown. I don't see why Khabib is going to be any different. I don't know. Well, that's, you see, that's the thing. Do you know what? Most, I guarantee most podcasts would have been like, Oh, you pick Khabib and I pick Connor. Yeah. Very like Skip and Shannon. But uh, yeah. it was just like a, a few weeks ago, I was sort of trying to convince myself to be like, right, how, who's actually going to win it? But now, obviously, as it's gotten closer and just looking at them and just being like, mm. Connor's not a massive superstar for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Also, if you do think Connor McGregor's going to win, get your money on it now because I guarantee you, and you heard it here first, come fight night, Connor McGregor will be the favourite. I know. I just can't the wait money's to, gonna go in on McGregor. I just can't wait to witness it. It's just such a. It's just gonna be such a Super Bowl, and also like for our show as well. It's actually it's 
like it's not extremely important, but it is very important if Connor mm. wins. Like it, it'll like just open up so many more doors for and like how many more youngsters will like even start learning how to train in mixed martial arts and mm. how to defend themselves and what he's actually done for this country is totally put underneath the rug. Like people only like refer to him for like smashing the window or uh, jumping into the ring of Bellator, but like they don't mention how there was a kid dying there and he just donated ten thousand euros or dollars straight away and how he's represent the Crumlin's Children's Hospital and like the amount of autographs and, and pictures he's taken with so many young people who train now in MMA and now mm. further on in life they'll go on and like say if they get into trouble they'll know how to defend themselves be a, be a man, woman or a child SPG give out free classes for women for self-defense classes um, this guy has done so much work for this country and he's actually so underappreciated I know sometimes people wouldn't say well done to him but like if you look at what he's done he's done so much good compared to bad and look, look at this for instance i haven't done everything good in my life but i don't always get like being like oh he did this he did that he did this like sometimes when you hit such a high pedestal people want to bring you down and these are the same people that had no opinion of him when he became the champ when he became the champ champ you know what i mean mm. when he took on floyd mayweather this guy if connor does this now People are just going to be like, what's ne-? like, oh, what's he going to do next? Remember you mentioned the other day that people either want um, uh, a roast or they want uh, a fight. Yeah. Like, um, they, people never know what he wants. And he's like, no offense, no offense to fans, but fuck the fans. Oh, no, no offense to... To the public. No, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, no offense to the public, but fuck the public what yeah. they think. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way I look at it is, right, <laughs> I was actually, I was in work through the day and we were having a conversation and people were like, oh, yeah, but he's not a nice, or he's not a nice guy or whatever. I go, hold on. I go, put it this way. He was a world champion before he was 30. Most people would never be a world champion. And not only was he a world champion, he was a world champion twice. He also has seen 200 million go through his bank before the age was 30. Most people will never see 200 million ever. Wasn't he uh, the second highest on Forbes list just behind a sports yeah. Forbes, Forbes list behind Cristiano Ronaldo, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm sitting there going, hold the phone. I go, this is one of the most successful athletes, if not the most successful Irish athlete of all time. And because he threw a dolly through a window, we're now saying we should disown the fella. I'm sitting there yeah. going, it's, it's, it's stupid Irish begrudgery. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you see the thing is people say don't judge a book by its cover but it's natural instinct like yeah. if you're walking down the road and you see a load of people like oh no you're like which is the safer side of the road to go uh, like we met him uh, and Connor was actually extremely nice to us and now I was fairly drunk this, that's actually the picture that's going in to promote this pic, uh, this show but like the joke I always say is I talked to him longer than he fought Jose Aldo <laughs> I think it was like 14 or 15 seconds of talking to, to him for but he was he was extremely nice he was extremely nice to us like listen to our bullshit <laughs> very energised and then like we even had Keen Cowley on the show and he was extremely nice and he had nothing but nice words to say to him as well mm. obviously Connor to sell a fight he's gonna say this that and the other like your dad, take a shot in the bus or all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day he's, he's selling a fight he's not selling a game of tennis Yeah, you know what I mean now obviously we've talked about him throwing the dolly through the window and we didn't agree with that but like obviously he's going to do some wrong things some right things he's, it's too many people have the bigger you get the more opinions you're going to have on you and plus it is the fight game it's not you know it's not a game of football you know what I mean like these guys are at the end of the day go into the octagon and try and knock each other out yeah so what are, what's the prediction Conor McGregor done in one I'm going to say I'm going to say second round oh, and then if Khabib's going to win like a fourth round Submission, maybe. Okay. 
Let us know what you think anyway. But that's not happening. We're going to move into... We should move into the questions? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, first of all, Je- Jesse underscore Monganson actually said, why is Sean out? We explained that earlier. Yeah, failed to use had a drug test. Yeah. Uh, Kyle underscore Wilson 77 said, what round do you think McGregor knocks Khabib out? So... Done in one. Ross said done in one. I said done in two. Great question here from Marcus Deegan. By the way, you have to check him out. He's like the Australian Conor McGregor. He looks exactly like him. Except in Vegas. Yeah, he, yeah. you'll see him in all these Vegas videos for in the build-up. You see two times. He's a legend. He is. He's gas. Uh, he goes, if Khabib pulls out, who's in? Great question. I think it has to be Tony Ferguson. Just because it makes more sense. But I think I'd rather see Anthony Pettis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um... Yeah, one of them too, I think, anyway. Uh, Matt, 10, 10, Warren goes, I'm very excited. I agree. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think he called me by mistake. You were like, did he? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. <laughs> by mistake? Uh, Murphy C110 goes, do you think McGregor will go the distance? No. I don't think it will No, either. I don't think so. No. Um, Hogan 90 goes, prediction for pay-per-view fixtures. Glenn Hogan. Ooh. I'd say over two, under two and a half. So where would that be in the top... I'll be the number one. Number one of UFC history, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey Don- Dennerly goes Khabib time, I'm sorry. Very Joey. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Conca goes, it's time for someone's O to go. Well, Conor McGregor's lost before, so that's not really true, but Conor McGregor's never lost a lightweight. So there you go in the UFC. In, in the UFC, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Legs goes. Who do you have between Ferguson and Pettis? We've answered that. And he goes. Keep up the class work, lads. Sound. Thank you very much, Jay. Uh, then Rory Curley goes. How will McGee deal with Khabib's forward pressure? I think he's, he's gonna his lateral movement will be too good for him, and he's too fast in out. No one gauges the distance in the UFC better than Conor McGregor. And he'll prove it once again. Yeah. By the way, well done, Rory, on that marathon in Australia. And then Ushin underscore McCarthy ninety six, who was actually like onto us a good bit. Yeah, he loves loves, that, loves asking the questions. Yeah. Anytime it's a Q and A, Ushin loves the question. Yeah. Uh, he got. Uh, he goes. Is it possible? Is it positive or a bad thing the way Connor is so hyped up, hyped and fired up? I think it's a good thing. I think he's just ready to get in there and get fighting. And I, I have a suspicious idea that we might get to shortly. Yeah. That. I'm going to bring up in a ultimate if you ever want to get, want us to shout you out or call out your questions make sure to get involved on the questions we post on the Instagram stories but uh, is there anything else you want to say about UC229 man no I'm just really really excited for it um, obviously we're going to be talking about it all week uh, catch it in the comments send us a DM and get on to our stories yeah Okay, well, that's UC229 covered, and make sure you tune in next week to, to discuss everything about it, because like, if Conor McGregor wins, shit is going to hit the fan. Uh, we're just quickly going to move into UC230. Um, over the week, uh, Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier, uh, they started putting tweets out saying that they've agreed on a £165 belt. Uh, Dana White quickly said that was not happening. Um, do you think it would be a good idea to make this a £165 belt? Um, yeah, I think the UFC needs to do something for this card. Barry, have a quick check there. What date is UFC 230? Um, with Diaz and Poirier, if they can't find a better main event, and the thing is you have to find a better main event that's better than Nate Diaz, which is going to be very hard to do in the current climate because John Jones looks less and less likely to be headlining this event. It looks like he might headline UFC 232. And UFC 230 needs a main event. And they probably need to put a title on the line. Now, they'd have to pick up the phone and ring Tyron Woodley and ask him will he mind moving and being the 175 pound champ Yeah, because you can't have 165 
and then 170 pound it won't work that way by the way UC 230 is in Madison Square Garden on November 3rd interesting question Conor McGregor knocks out Khabib in the first round does he go and fly to New York and get the job done and do a double shift maybe yeah like in fairness I wouldn't be surprised yeah well, we, we also forgot to mention, well, we mentioned last week that like the amount of boxing he's after doing as mm. well, like he's going to be even better at boxing. Yeah. How, do, oh, how do we forget to mention that? Oh, 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 I just don't see why he wouldn't. If he knocked out Khabib in the first round, he could come in and he could fight for the 165 pound belt. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure who he'd fight, but he could 100% do it. Maybe he fights Colby Covington for the 165 pound belt. Maybe, yeah. Would you watch that? You see, just Connor's back now, and he's sort of like happy to be back. Yeah, he uh, just wants to get the fights going, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Conor McGregor, GSP, hundred and sixty-five pound belt, Madison Square Garden, New York. If he wins, yeah. If he, do, if he doesn't win, what do you think it would be? If he doesn't win, or like if it, if that if that's not on the cards, I think they might just have to do Diaz versus Poirier main event. Like, what else are they going to do? Well, the tickets the tickets are on sale now, so. It's sort of weird selling a fight and you don't know what fight you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, you're you're going to a fight in a month's time, but you have no idea what you're going to see. Yeah. They're really going to be they're, they're really testing the UFC fans like loyalty. Yeah, yeah, loyalty and patience, yeah. I feel like the UFC are sort of not as giving to their fans as Bellator have now become. Yeah, I feel like Bellator are giving them the fans or the fights they want. I almost felt like bo- or UFC got closer to boxing where the top fighters are like not as willing to fight each other as they were previously. Yeah. I think it's also because there some of them want more money and this, that and the other, you know? Yeah. But uh I think is there anything else to say about UC two thirty? No, just hurry up and get the main event. Um Rockhold versus Wyman's confirmed on the card, which is great. And you have Diaz Poirier. It's a very, very good card, but it just needs a main event. Yeah. And it's cool it's gonna be cool to have Nate Diaz back as well. Yeah. Just that personality, just it's uh it's and he looks in very good shape as well. It does, man. I I'm I just love every big main event, you know? Mm. But, uh, okay, so we'll move into Bellator 206 that was on over the weekend in sunny California. Um, Ross, I think we should start off with possibly one of the biggest prospects in MMA. Aaron Pico defeated Leandro Higo by TKO in the first round. Uh, Aaron Pico trains with TJ Dillashaw. Um, What's going on? This job's unreal. TJ Dillashaw is like... Thinks he's the absolute bee's knees. He says he's the most competitive person he's ever met in his entire life. Yeah. And when that comes from TJ Dillashaw, he was known for being notoriously competitive. It's frightening. And you can actually see he trains with TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. His movement's brilliant. He's obviously got fantastic wrestling. His hands are on fire these days. Trains with Freddie Roach. Uh, trains with Freddie Roach. He, first of all, he's like an Olympic level wrestler. Trains Golden Glove boxing champion. And you know what? He's already had that loss, so therefore he like he he's not as much pressure on himself. And he just beat Leandro Higo, who's fought for the belt before yeah. in Bellator. So therefore, I look at uh, at Aaron Pico and think you could almost give him a title shot next. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's he's, th- he's that good. Yeah, and he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's one of the best prospects I've ever seen. Fair play to Bellator because Bellator signed him when he was nineteen and like let him all go off and finish doing what he was doing, and they knew they had him. For whenever he he came back, yeah, Scott Coker's in a great job there. Yeah, he actually really really is, and and it's class to see Bellator doing well as well because yeah. they've they've looked after us mm-hmm. in every event we've been to anyway. Uh, then I'll move into the there was a welterweight Grand Prix. Did you hear before the first fight was announced that uh, Fifty Cent is giving away one million of his own dollars, one million dollars of his own money to the winner of the welterweight division Grand that's, Prix? That's absolutely incredible and 
unreal for them because they're also getting their show money um for the fights as well. And this was uh, Diego Lima. Douglas Lima. Douglas Lima. I always called him his brother's name, don't I? Yeah. Uh, it's the one I always get wrong. Yeah, and he, he was fighting Andre Kreshkov. Yeah. He beat him in the fifth round by rear naked choke. Uh, first of all, are you, uh, do you like the way they made it five rounds? Um, oh, initially, I wasn't keen on the five rounds. But then I figured if Roy McDonald's going to defend his belt in the tournament each round well then I suppose it's going to have to be a five round isn't it true yeah so it's not fair if Roy McDonald fights five rounds each time and the other fight three so why not and just due to the high talent in the tournament I'm okay with it yeah and then the second thing is Douglas Lima is now going to take on the winner of Michael Venom Page aka MVP or Paul Daly and where would you like to see that fight on Paul Daly versus MVP I feel like that has to be in the UK doesn't it yeah yeah uh, that that's one I think that we even consider going over to if uh, it's us, wouldn't it? Definitely, yeah. Uh, that actually leads me on to another question. In the UK and Ireland, it was the Bellator two hundred six was being shown on Channel Five, and the fights ran over. See, because that went over. A five, yeah. That was a five round fight. So the fights ran over, and once it hit six a.m. in the morning, it changed to the probably the most known program for kids under the age of ten called Peppa Pig. So people were waiting to see Gegard Mousasi against Roy McDonald, but instead they got a full dose of Peppa Pig. Um, see, I didn't know this until the next day when I saw everyone putting up these like Peppa Pig memes with Bellator in it, and I was like, "What is that?" And then like I had to Google it, and I was like, yeah. "Peppa Pig Bellator," and then it happened. Channel 5 needs to completely get their act together. No, no, it was it was like a law in England. Oh, was it? Yeah, but it's not a law in America. But oh, the thing is, can't show fighting after yeah. 6 eight. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, luckily enough, I streamed it illegally, so yeah. that's grand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you need an illegal stream, hit us up. I actually well, sorted out, I sorted out one of the lads over the weekend there as well. Oh, oh, I don't know if you can count as an illegal stream if it's uh, a free TV show. Yeah. Well, so, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like... You've streamed it anyway. Well, if there's any Garda Shikalonis listening... Um, my name is Ross. Uh, <laughs> then we'll move into the heavyweight Grand... Uh, no, actually it wasn't the Grand Prix. Uh, in the heavyweight match, fight, uh, yeah. Quentin Rampage Jackson defeated Vanderlei Sella in the, by TKO in the second round. This is the fourth time they have to fight him. It's two all now. Do you want to see a fifth one? Absolutely not. <laughs> Although they're talking about doing the fifth one, apparently yeah. Wanderlei was like, "I'll fight you again in the fifth one." But if they do fight you again, the other one, like I need to see like a catch weight of like two hundred twenty five pounds or something. Like Rampage can't be coming in at two fifty. It's not fair. Yeah, he's too big. Because like Wanderlei looked tiny yeah. in there compared to him and ancient. Yeah, yeah. So look, Rampage looks great. Uh, apparently, he wants to be the next. Uh, he wants to be the alternate for the heavyweights. He said, he, uh, they said Roy Nelson the alternate. He said he wants to fight him. He also said, uh, he's he doesn't have a beef fifty cent anymore. Because 50 Cent sent him a bottle of champagne after fight. Yeah. But then apparently 50 Cent, after he saw that, said he wants to fight Rampage. Uh, in Paris, right. he's put down a million dollars. Like he, They can't not let him fight. Sure they can't. Yeah. I thought I'd be... I, I don't know. It's just... It's sort of cool. Like I don't know. Yeah, but... I think 50 Cent looks at Rampage and goes, Oh, you could probably beat him. But if you actually got in there with him, you'd be absolutely destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Fair play to Rampage, anyway. Yeah, And he's still such a good character as well yeah. to have... He was uh, very funny at the post-fight interview. In fairness, he has the potential that he could be a heavyweight champion. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he, he probably is 
a lot more skill than most of the heavyweights. Yes. I'd like to see him versus Fedor. I don't know why I just would. Yeah, no, same here. That would actually be a good one. He said, uh, he said when he was clinching with Vanderlei Silva, he was like, he was saying to him, he was like, let me knee him, let me knee him, man. He wanted to like knee him, knee him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Rampage got so finished by, by knees by Vanderlei before and he was like, I want to finish him with knees. Okay, I wasn't sure that was the reason. But yeah, it was yeah. just so funny. I don't know. Yeah. It's just great to have characters in it. Apart from like Fedor, it doesn't like really mm. say anything. Yeah, like, Rampage's like, I was at the strip club. Yeah. which hails on his money and I didn't get any lap dance because I'm not pervert but I just like making it rain I was like you're he's him and Derek Lewis should hang out they should yeah, yeah. They should, yeah. then uh, in the main event our mate Gegard Musasi took on Rory McDonald and defeated him in the second round uh, and retained the middleweight title you're the picture with you with the middleweight title but uh, this was actually quite surprising for most people because we put a poll out and over 75% of people thought Rory McDonald would win but uh I think they must have doubted how good Gegard Musasi is. Army. I feel like everyone doubts how good Gegard Musasi is. Gegard Musasi is possibly the best middleweight in the world. Yeah. I think he's as good as anyone. Um, he got in there and he thoroughly dominated Roy McDonald. He got him down and the ground of him was vicious as well. Yeah. So I, was good. Like, I, was almost, I was almost like, I felt bad for Roy McDonald. He was like, I've never felt bad for him before. But that was next level. Roy McDonald needs to. Someone needs to like pull him to a side and be like, here, look, stop being a psycho. Yeah. Use your skills to your best advantage. Take the fight where it's best suits you and fight smarter. Because yeah. like, him being known as like the Canadian psycho and this fella who will take all the damage in the world to win a fight is not going to help the longevity of his career. And he's actually such a talent. I'm just like, you need to do better. Yeah. Like He kept him standing on the feet with Douglas Lima and Douglas Lima was like, kicking the leg off him. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then I was like, just take him down. You have the ability to do it. Just do it. Yeah. And he was also... Uh, Roy McDonald said he also wanted to be uh, an alternate for the heavyweight division Grand Prix as well. But, uh, Can you imagine him versus Roy Nelson? His management needs to like, sort of sort him out there. Yeah. He also was saying he wants to do the bare knuckle boxing as well. It's like... Stop being such a savage, will it? No. Uh, he's... I, there was videos of him with his wife and like I feel bad for her because he's... Like, like members of nose was absolutely smashed against yeah. Robbie Lawler. Like... Uh, like he's gonna age so quickly. He's mm. he's 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 not even thirty. Yet, I don't think so. No, uh, he needs to. Someone needs to like tell him here. Like stop being an absolute nutbar. Just, just fight the people at their own weight class, yeah, will you? Yeah, he was the last person to beat uh, Tyron Woodley as well. But uh, so that's to say, Bellator two hundred six. Great night, great fights. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. It was it was one of the best Bellator cards in a long time. A very fan friendly event. Question for you, just before we finish off, do you think Roy McDonald would beat Tyron Woodley now? I don't think so. No. No, I think he's no. taking too much damage, whereas yeah. Woodley hasn't really. Woodley's like too smart. Yeah. yeah, the next Bellator is going to be Bellator 207. That's on Friday the 12th. Uh, Matt Mitrion is going to be taking on Ryan Better in the semi-final of the Heavyweight Grand Prix. And then on Saturday the 13th, the next day, Fedor is going to be taking on RMA Chael Sonnen in the other semi-final. So that's a, going to be a jam-packed MMA, uh, MMA weekend. Yes, yeah, so we'll uh, next week's podcast. Yeah, we'll just quickly move into the boxing news that uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury have a date set, which is the 12th, oh sorry, is the 1st of December of this year. And it's going to be taking place in... Uh, Los Angeles Staples yeah. Center isn't it yeah that's it Staples yeah. Center is in Los Angeles and today they started their pre- their press tour today it was in London the next one's going to be in New York and the one after that is going to be in LA uh, things got heated today man yeah Tyson Fury challenged Deontay Wilder to a spar match they got up and like Tyson Fury started doing his sort of 
dropping the shoulder dance yeah. and uh, he, he uh, Waller ended up getting his face and they pushed him and he was like you push like a girl and he, Fury was calling him a bum and then Waller was calling him a bum and they were getting really much so in each other's face you know who was terrible in this whole situation the fella who was doing like the Dana White job oh yeah 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 I don't know what the story is also why was that press conference on during the day I have no, I have idea. no idea because Tyson Fury cursed and they were like oh sorry sorry about that yeah yeah and I was like, it's, like it's boxing yeah I was like Again, they're going to get into the ring and punch the head off each other. Like, you don't watch boxing and then be like, oh my God, he said fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was sort of strange because earlier on that day, they were on like Good Morning Britain and uh, they were actually very nice to each other. So, mm. but like, I think they do sort of like each other, but I say they're going to get under each other's skin. But what's great to see is two of the three best heavyweights in the world taking on each other, both undefeated and someone's always going to have to go and it's just, that's going to be a great night as well uh, the 1st of December as well and whoever wins this one will be the current heavyweight king yeah because like they're two of the best people who fought each other yeah it's really heating up the MMA is heating up the box is heating up like our energised content is doing the best it's ever done it's just, uh, it's just great time to... we're, we're actually having so much content that like normally stuff that we would post we're like oh we can't post that because this is much bigger news yeah, at the moment yeah, yeah. like we can't even pull Wilder Fury post out at the moment because that's how big the McGregor news is yeah. at the moment and then like the Irish rugby's coming back into action Leinster are taking on Munster this weekend uh, the Irish football is coming back again next week they're playing two Nations Leagues games uh, we're obviously not coming out with the football show this week because we want to do it after the Champions League games and after the Irish squads and English squads were announced as well so I mean there's a lot more to come so this week it's just like folks on UC229 and then like who knows where we're going to go from the end of the year because uh, big things are happening and we want to I want to thank everyone else that's uh, that's been getting involved and writing to us and stuff it's actually very very nice uh, also I want to announce one thing as well over the weekend in Ireland uh, there was an event called Boxed Off and uh, it was actually notoriously known good pun that uh, people go there and do a load of drugs and some young lad actually died he's on 19 he died from like a drug overdose so here put it this way people either take drugs or they don't if you're going to do it don't be do, don't be like absolutely stupid because like you have people that love you and care about you and to hear that you died from taking some stupid substance um, they think about how bad you'll make your family feel and friends yeah in fairness here we're not here to tell you don't do drugs because like that's not our place to be doing that yeah. but like if you are going to do drugs don't take all the drugs yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Try and do don't what, be selfish. Try and do it somewhat responsibly, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if you're, like that's PC to say, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah but also uh, we announced as well a couple of weeks ago, someone got in touch with us about how they were suffering mental health issues and uh, Ross was onto them straight away and like realistically, as we said before, if people are dealing with any sort of issues or problems, I just want to even just a pair of uh, rasher ears like ourselves to listen in and giving you an opinion we'd, we'd, we'll help you as well because uh, if you support us we're obviously going to support you back because uh, everyone that supports us we it means a lot to us because after all we're just two absolute idiots from uh, Dublin and uh, we just like making people laugh and feel good about themselves very energised very energised so guys that's going to wrap up the UFC 229 yeah. energised podcast special make sure to enter the Whiskey giveaway competition. Make sure to tune in next week. Give your boys a shout out. And as always, stay energized.